You are listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast with your host, Kylie Ria. Thank you for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining. You are listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast with me, your host, Kylie Rhea. And today, of course, I am joined by the most amazing Joe Mitchell-Hill. Um, and she is here to impart all of her amazing wisdom with me and, of course, in turn, yourself. Um, Joe, thank you very much for You're being here. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so very excited. excited. <laughs> so I met Joe. Um, it was probably about... Four and a half years ago, I, think so, yeah. um, I was sort of launching a, um, it was called the Mum Boss, it was like a networking group, wasn't yeah. it? And Joe came to my very first event, um, bless you. Uh, sorry, I'm looking after a dog at the minute, so if you hear any sort of unruly, exciting uh, sort of background noises, that is that is what it is. Um, and we sort of just stayed in touch from that, mm, didn't we? we the did, the yeah. Mum Boss um, filtered out, you know, with certain things, uh, you know how difficult it is for, for myself to stay on track. I threw myself into it. Probably didn't really think too much of the, um, the dynamics as it was sort of going forward. But we've always stayed in touch. We have. And um, Joe is a parenting coach. That's right. Parenting legend is what I would like to call you, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Because, very kind. Um, Joe goes live on Facebook and she just imparts so much wisdom. Um, to your your is it have you got like Audience. a closed group or is yeah. it a the group on facebook is a closed group okay. so that's really important for privacy and so people can talk yes. openly about stuff yes. so yes that's a closed group that people can join okay. um if they would like to okay and what what was that Do... so it's if you look gosh it's called parenting oh, i've forgotten uh, well, challenging well, I can parents. add it. Yeah, I we can add, add it, it to the handle at the end. But, no, that's um, absolutely fine. Sorry, I caught you on the uh, on, on the hop there. That's all right. So, well, it was, was another challenge and another one. <laughs> um, so, Joe, if you wouldn't mind just explaining exactly what it is that you do, as I say, mm -hmm. you are such an amazing person. I get so much information from you, and and also oh, it just please. it helps to sort of know if I'm on the right track with my parenting style yeah. as well. Um, but you also go back. To, to way back when in, in yourself, in how you actually parent, you know. Yes. So I don't know if I'm making sense by saying that almost backwards, but yeah, you look yeah, inwards yeah. to see yeah, the if reasons that's impacting. why we, yes. do, we do the things we do. So I am, um, wow, I, par I parent coach, I guess, anyone that knocks on my door is 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 the, the wider thing, but mm. I generally work with people that have got, teenagers or preteens tweens yeah um because that tends to be now we all there's a lot of help out there for parents of toddlers mm -hmm. parents of babies and yeah. stuff like that you know we kind of get our kids and they go best of luck at the hospital yeah <laughs> well done bye, -bye. Off you go. bye and to me if you were in a job and this is the most important job as far as i'm concerned parenting is the most important job in the world because this sets people up for the rest of their life mm. if you were in a job whatever job you're in, and you went to work every day and you were having an issue, you've got a HR department or a complaints procedure or a learning and development person you could go and speak to and go, oh, I've got a bit of difficulty here. I don't yeah. understand this. Or there's a skills gap here, you know. And so they go, brilliant, here's a course, off you go and do that. Yeah. You don't get that as a parent. You don't oh, get a 14-day no. cooling off period. You just get this <laughs> child given no, I've tried it. It's really not for me. Yeah. I, I just have it back. I just think I'll 
I've got the receipt. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we can swap it for someone else. I don't know. What can we do? And and the thing is, as our kids get older, they become or they can become more difficult mm. because when your kid is two mm. and they're having a tantrum and things are maybe a bit and this this isn't my parenting style by the way but maybe things are a bit fraught in the supermarket you can pick them up and move them yes when they're 15 and they're having a similar tantrum because when they're teenagers their brains literally dissolve right okay and they do go through a second toddlerhood wow because it's all then rewiring the brain and all of this oh stuff god you can't pick a 15 year old kid up because no. quite often they're a lot taller than you. They're yeah. a lot bigger than you. <laughs> Please, I'm trying Move. to pick you up. Right. No. So it becomes very, very, I say very, very difficult. I think that difficulty, it, it, the challenges are down to each individual, isn't it? What's mm. challenging for me might not be challenging for yeah. you. So that's where we fostered for a long, long time, my husband and I. We fostered teenagers. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's where I love teenagers. I think they're amazing. I think they're really, they keep you really relevant. Yeah, um, yeah. They tell you your music choice is shit. And your TikTok is. Yeah, exactly. And well, yeah. Like as, yeah. as you know from our brief discussion on my really bad social media, well, I just, you know, no I like TikTok. It. I like it. I really do. And as most people know in my Facebook group, if I'm going live and I'm late, there's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and I just put like, I'm on my phone. Yeah. yeah. Thing. But I'm here. But I'm here. But yeah, so, so my parenting, I knew I knew from about the time I was seven I never I didn't want to be the parent my mum was oh okay and there'd been it's about seven around that age mm. um and I have a I, ha I was a teacher for a long time there was a lot of child psychology that went into that I've mm. done psychology degree um, so I, and as a foster carer, we did a lot around therapeutic parenting right. We and a lot around trauma. I learned wow. so much. And that all underpins my work with people that come to me. Wow. So it's hard to say, like people say, oh, Joe helps you with challenging kids. And it's like, yes, but our kids' challenges are one part of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. You know, we're... We're, we're we're as important, if not more important, to that puzzle yeah. with our kids um, when they've got those challenges. So that's where I sort of come from. And we look at ourselves, look at our parenting styles, yeah. look at what's happened generationally because we can trace trauma back 14 generations. What? impact of trauma on us. No. Yes. Yeah, what do you mean? It becomes... It becomes... <laughs> get back, get back, get back, get back. If 14, 14 generations, generations. But that's like... That's, yeah, so... What, so, Battle of Hastings? I don't know. <laughs> very good. My maths isn't very good this time of morning. The Battle of Hastings was <laughs> pretty traumatic yeah. in all of us. All exactly. Right. But if you think about that as an impact, how that <gasps> impacts you, and it impacts the decisions, it impacts your stress levels, it impacts... Um, it's like how you process the trauma as well, or is it... It becomes, it becomes almost who you are because of the things that happen from your parents that they pass down to you and they pass down to you and they pass down to you. Not genetically, not like mm. blue eyes to blue eyes to blue eyes, yeah. not that, 
but in the way that we respond to stuff. So, if, okay. so for example, my pe- my grandparents on both sides were in the Second World War. My dad's side of the family um, are Polish, so they were in Poland during the Second World War. Okay. Um, my granddad was in the seminary, was studying to be a priest, was arrested by the Germans, taken away to be shot. Oh, God. He was the only person who survived because he, well, one, he spoke five languages, so they weren't 100% sure if he was German or not. Oh, wow. And also because he knew about um, what you could eat and what you couldn't eat, all the, like, different plants and stuff. My grandmother was taken away as a slave girl Mm. to Germany to obviously work in the houses and stuff like that. Their, that trauma, I mean, that's a huge trauma. Yes. That trauma on them impacted the way that they obviously dealt with and interacted with society. Mm-hmm. And I remember my grandmother being really angry as us. They had a farm that backed onto our school, our primary school, and we were talking to a police officer and she got really angry. And she was like, you get talked to a police officer, they'll take you away, we'll never see you again. Oh. Right? So that's from her experience in the Second World War. Wow. So she made us very fearful of the police. Now, it's not a debate about was the it, police. Was it anyone in uniform she didn't trust? I, I, more so the police. More oh, so the police right. because it was very much, I think, police and army. But I think because you had the police that came, didn't you? Like the Secret oh Service God. and stuff like that. So, so this is the thing. This is That's how this, yeah. And it impacts because it impacts the way that you respond to that person or respond to that um, activity or whatever's happening. Mm. And then your children see that, they pick up on that and then they carry that forward and they yes. carry that forward. So yeah. it has such a massive impact until somebody comes along and decides they don't want to do that anymore. That so, makes, I mean, that's just one, one example. Yeah, it does make a lot of, it makes a lot of sense in that, so if I'm understanding this right, yeah. your grandfather yeah. and your grandmother, yeah. were they married at the time? I think so. I can never, it's all a bit sketchy. Or were they together? I think they, they knew were, what they yeah. So they went through very similar sort of situations mm-hmm. in in the world of yeah, what yeah. was going on there. And then they came together and then they had your mum or your dad. dad. Your dad. So they projected their insecurities and their uncertainty yeah. and trauma onto your dad. Yeah. Did that filter down to you? Yeah, I would say more so not directly from my dad. My dad was quite a quiet, what was I say, quite a gentle person. But was he conditioned? I would not intentionally. So my, it's really but, hard to to remember. My dad died when I was ten. So, oh God! So I couldn't tell you on my mum's side. Yeah, absolutely one hundred percent. Excuse me. I'm telling you. Excuse me. I'm telling Sorry, you the truth. Today. That's right. On my mum's side. Come here. Sorry, everyone. I told you this was going to happen. Come here. Come and lay on your lay on your blanket. Lay on your blanket. Not paying enough attention. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Please continue. No. So on my mum's side, the stuff that happened to my nana during the war, so my mum's Italian, so it happened to my nana during the war and then impacted on my mum. Mm. So my nana left my mum in Italy for seven years, came over to England with my granddad, came back, got my mum. So there's a real abandonment there. Whoa. So that... Was there, was there a reason why... Like, was it a logical reason for your gran to have left your mum, or was it like... I think it just appeared to be the right thing to do at the time. Okay. You know, I yeah, guess in the yeah, circumstances yeah, that, yeah. They were, that they were in, it was probably better for her to be left 
with family um, than it was to go to a whole new country with yeah. just two people with the uncertainties yeah. of that. I mean, obviously, my granddad's family were in Liverpool. And but... I think a lot of the time, we as parents, is what I'm assuming your mm. grand was doing, thought she was doing right by. But yeah. You, she thought she was doing right by your mum, but yeah. really it was having a negative impact on your mum and da da da. So, really, when do we start giving forgiveness for the decisions that we've made? I just, I know I'm going off on a tangent, yeah, no, but do you know what I mean? I think. When do we start forgiving ourselves for decisions that we made with good intentions for our child? But later on, in hindsight, we recognise actually that probably wasn't right, but then it's had, had a negative impact. How do you go about preempting and correcting that? Because that is. I think. I'm real as a you parent, did that, that. <laughs> I think as a parent, we can guilt ourselves about anything and everything, yeah. any, any hour of the day. If we do things and we come from a place of love mm. and what we know at the time, yeah. and then our kid comes back to us and says, you know that thing that, we, that you did mm. that had this impact on me? Yeah. Then it's about acknowledging it. Yes. And, and Holding that safe space exactly. for them to have that exactly. communication. Because just, because just because to you it might not have been a big thing... Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, as a parent, sometimes you're a bit short with your kids mm-hmm. or or you say something to them that you don't actually mean, yeah. but it comes out because you're stressed or because you're, you know, you've told them 50 times to come downstairs yeah. or put their shoes on or yeah. all of those things that happen trying to get them to go to school in the morning. Um, <laughs> you know, if they then come back to you and say, when you speak to me like that, it makes me feel like this, yeah. then... That's when we have to acknowledge it. We yes. can't brush it under the carpet and go, "Oh, don't be ridiculous." Yeah, like, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't make you feel like that. Yeah, exactly, because we we don't know how we make them feel. No, of course not. You know, we don't know the impact that that has on them. We can. Well, we that can stops try. the communication as well a lot of yeah. the time, doesn't it? Because then they think, well, every time I try to tell you how I feel. You tell me how I'm feeling isn't right, so there's no point. Yeah, exactly. And then they're not going to come to you with their biggest. And this is often the thing. When we get to teenagers, people go, well, my teenagers don't talk to me. Well, mm-hmm. when they were five and they were telling you they didn't like something or they um, were trying to communicate something to mm. you, how did you deal with that? How did you help them navigate stuff? Because yeah. what is important to a five-year-old might not seem big to us, but to them it's big. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's the fact that they say to you, mummy, daddy, whoever this makes me feel like this or that scares me or that does this or that does that. That's yeah. huge for them. Yeah. You know, so I think I think it's important not to beat ourselves up because we often do, we, we, on, we only know what we know. Yeah. You know, I could walk around for the rest of my life having a, a chip on my shoulder about my mum and about the relationship that we didn't really have and probably still don't really have, mm. you know, and look at all of my girlfriends that have got, what appears to be these most amazing relationships with their mum. What go, appears to be. What appears to yeah, be. And yeah. I always chuck that in. Yeah, it, it is be. true, yeah. But actually, at some point, I've got to forgive her to allow myself to move on. Yes. Because otherwise, I'm just holding on to it. And that's when we repeat the cycle or whatever it is mm. of the parenting or whatever that our parents did. Um you know, some of us, you know, might be lucky to have come from amazing, loving families mm-hmm. where where our needs were met and all that sort of stuff. That's, you know, not had any traumas or anything like that. 
Um, but for the majority of us, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but I suppose even if you, even if, you know, for, for my circumstance, I was in a very loving mm. home. My needs were always met, but I've still got, yeah. you know, reservations about how I was brought up and stuff like yeah. this. That only now, at the age of 34, though we always say I'm 27. <laughs> I'm mm. only 19. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every single year. Yeah, absolutely. But only now am I actually sort of able to discuss that with my parents because before I thought, well, I suppose having a child... It makes you see things differently. Absolutely. You know, you were seven when you realised I'm not yeah, having I'm it like that. this. Yeah. I remember having big tantrums and thinking, my real parents are probably <laughs> locked up in the loft, <laughs> sitting there crying, oh, they're in the loft somewhere, but my real parents couldn't possibly treat me like this. But, you know, that's yeah. very extreme. But I now do not let Arnie cry and get that worked up on his own. Yeah. That's just a little takeaway, you know, because I remember how... Yeah, tap I got. And I think now that's my emotional dysregulation that I am suffering as an adult has carried on through that. Oh, absolutely. Um, but do you think that now you have a daughter, mm. you have been able to practice this therapeutic parenting as a result of that, but you've probably got a really strong connection with your daughter as a result of that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I... I, I, you know, I'm going to sit here and say I don't get it right all the time. There no. are times where I go, oh, well, that, that well done, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, th- there are times where it, where you know, I have to go back and repair, and mm. I have to go back and apologise to her because that's really important. We can stuff up. Absolutely, we're human. We're all mm. going to stuff up. The most important thing is to acknowledge that and go back and repair. That's and amazing. That- but I think that's only that's a relatively new thing. I think it's a relative... Well, no. I no? Think, no. Because I remember having this conversation um, with lecturers at uni, and I was at uni late 1990s. Wow. Yeah. So you were really, like, young 19. You I looked was, so I good. Know, I know. I tell you, you so grand. <laughs> um, but I remember having this conversation with them about no one is above apologising to a child. Oh, I love that, though. And this is the thing, because often... And you see it in schools. And this is no sly. I was a teacher for a very long time. And I get the stresses and the pressures of being mm. in, 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 in the classroom. But often you will see, I'm the teacher. I'm right. Therefore, you're the child. You're wrong. Yes. And actually, that's not the case. Yeah. Because things aren't black and white like that, you know. And with our own kids, we've got to acknowledge our emotional, what our emotions bring to that situation mm. and how maybe we have flown off the handle or maybe we haven't organ um we haven't um handled it very well mm. and we need to go back and apologize because if we've upset our child if we've said something that upsets our child yeah because words are cutting you know oh, they stay with you as well exactly they really and they do form the beliefs that our children have about themselves yep so if we're not going to apologize then we can't expect our kids to apologise Well, to no, us. because if they, you know, that's the thing. You, you teach your kid manners and you teach them to say thank you and please and, and to say sorry. Yeah. You know, if you hurt someone, right, go and say sorry. But then if they like, well, no one's ever apologised to me, you know, and that yeah, exactly. does stay with you. Exactly. I don't think I received a sorry when I was growing up, but that's probably because mum and dad thought I was very difficult growing up. Yeah. They had to, I suppose they had to rule me with an iron fist, as it were, mm. to sort of try and get that discipline but this is something that I'm sort of working with Arnie at the moment I don't think that you can discipline 
certain mindsets like um obviously I've got ADHD you mm-hmm. can't discipline me out of sort of behaving in certain ways that I do and also you can't discipline a child into compliance no if they're like oh I really can't do mainly in the ADHD sort of realm I'm, I'm meaning yeah, yeah. um Arnie's you know going through he's got two very different households two mm-hmm. very different ways of um communicating and sort of wrapping him up in, mm-hmm. in cotton wool and then the other one sort of like throwing him into the fire you know so it's very different yeah. ways of doing it and he is going to grow up with the best of both worlds I'm sure but at this young age the way that you parent and the way that you impart your wisdom is so in line with mm. how I do it yeah um so if 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 there was anything that you would say and sort of give it would be that communication and being able to apologize to your child and, and respect, isn't respect. it? Respect, because again, this comes back to when I talk to parents of teenagers, they say they have no respect, I can't trust them, they don't listen to me. Then when you speak to a teenager, they go, my parents don't respect me, they yes. don't trust them, they don't listen to me. So it's a two-way street. So you absolutely, um, you need to be the influence in your child's life. Because I you, bet a lot of the parents go, yes, I do. I'm always there. I'm always trying to talk to them. Oh, they don't want to talk to me. It's them, 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 them. Yeah. Because the the parents often don't take the onus or any responsibility. It's easier to the child. It's easier Look, to say it's the child's naughty, naughty fault. child. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's easier to say it's the child's fault because it's not comfortable to look at the things that we don't do or that we are doing that are make that's making our child yeah. behave in a certain way. And if you, the, to me. It's about connection. If you connect with your child, Mm. if you have a deep connection with your child, so that is communication, you respect them, you allow them to talk to you, you acknowledge them, you're in tune or attuned to them and you're giving, you know, helping them with that emotional regulation because that's something we have to learn. Yeah. We can't be... You, when you hear people say to children, calm down, when they're yeah. distraught, they can't. They need an adult to calm them down. Exactly. Absolutely. It, it just can't. And that, I mean, we could go on an offshoot on that, on like ADHD. We yeah. could go on an offshoot on that. Oh, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that again. We'll yeah, do yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. Part two. Oh, Part I two. could have you forever, John. Yeah, we'll just like Give me your wisdom. But if you're not the influence of your... In, if you are not the influencing person in your children's life, mm. then they will, as teenagers, be influenced by their peers. They will. I'm not saying yeah. this is what will happen to your child. Yeah. But they will look to be to be in somebody's gang, whatever that, wow, that is. I'm not necessarily saying a gang yeah. gang. But, yeah. you know, as they grow up, we want them to have their own independence. Yes. But we want... We want to be the people they come back to when they go, this happened. I'm not sure this is right. What's your take on it? So mm. you can have that conversation, yep. you know, with them. And As can... opposed to just coming and going upstairs, shutting the door, and then they're dealing with it all. Because I suppose with things yeah. like that, with um, communication, oh, I'm just going to move this. Yeah. I want to get sorry. you in there. No, it's all right. Keep leaning. Um, no, you're fine. With with communication at the moment, with, with so much that is going on in terms of social media, mm. And the risks, and you know, there was recently those um, sort of chat rooms and Roblox and da da da. So I turned, you know, I, I gave Arnie Roblox, but I turned off all communication from people that he didn't know. But he was, oh, but mummy, I, I want to talk to other people. And I'm like, you don't know these people, mm-hmm. Arnie. And that's something that I need to introduce at a young age, I think, giving Arnie the respect of knowing, you know, he's done a lot of courses with mm-hmm. the school, they're very sort of hot on 
you know, online safety and things yeah. like this. But if a child is, oh, what is that program I watched the other day? It had Kate Winslet in it. Oh, I don't know. And it was about her daughter who was being bullied on social media. Oh. And she, oh, it was so, so good. And she was just pulling her hair out. She didn't know how to communicate with her daughter. She didn't know how to help her. Mm. And you should really watch it. It's so good. Yeah, I don't, I... How would you... What, with social media? Well, yeah, because I think us parents, we didn't have social media growing mm. up. And then all of their friends at school are doing this and then you're doing that and you, you're trying to make it level and fair, but then their peers are... So then they're left out and then they're alienated and then they hate us. Which, I mean, I'm not there yet, yeah. but I'm presuming it's quite a difficult way to it's, blend. It is. We had this conversation. So my daughter turns 10 in April. Right. And she wants a phone. And I was like, there's no phones till year six. That's the rule in our house. That has been the conversation that we've had. Yeah. She said, oh, I know, but I was just seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well. Just testing the just water testing. there. So we may get her a phone for Christmas. Yeah. There are, and we've already started having the conversations around it, of um, there there are rules in place around the phone usage. Mm -hmm. There, are, Now, I don't buy into the whole not checking our kids' phones mm -hmm. because sometimes, and you know, as an adult, when we were younger, okay, we didn't have social media, but sometimes we got into things that we were like, oh, holy shit, yeah. this is, uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm out of my depths here. Yeah. And I, who do I talk to? Who yeah. helps me? So I think it's about protecting them. Mm -hmm. Okay, you don't have to read every single message because that is an invasion of privacy. But just flicking through and making sure there's not just stuff. knowing that it's someone you know, yeah. one of their close friends, and you know, if there's someone there, you go, "Who's this?" or "Who's yeah. this?" But when they get to secondary school, blooming it, the size of these schools are huge. Like, how are you to know? Who I any think of these this, people are. this comes back to that wanting to be the influence, wanting okay. to be that influence in your children because otherwise you will lose them and they will right. be influenced by people that okay. you don't want them to be influenced by. So this. So you do this from the minute you give her the phone. Before that. Right. You're doing so this. So you, you, you integrate this from because, the word go. Because this is about open communication, respect, responsibility. And I do think there's something we need to talk around social media is... Mm. Our kids aren't old enough for the responsibilities that social media has. Because Hell, even some of these adults don't even have the... Well, this is it. Nut. And it, once it's there, it's there. It's out there. You mm. can't pull it back. You can delete it off your phone, but it's out there. Somewhere in the world of yeah. the internet, yeah. that thing or that thing you've said or that picture you've put up. Or but how many celebrities, they, they get famous, then a tweet from 2004 exactly. and then they're cancelled. Exactly. But you grow and you change so much from 2004 to, well, it's 20 years ago. Is it 20 years ago? Almost. With two, yeah, 19. 19 years ago. My birth year. You don't. Yeah, of course. <laughs> God, you look so good. <laughs> you're much. so young. You're getting younger and younger. This is it. I can't believe I'm older than you. Oh my God. Um, you don't look it. it well, thank you. Thank you. That's a lot of work done. Um, but it is difficult to grow with the times. And then in the next 19 years, so much more is going to be different. And then the next 19 years from there. So I think there's it's a about, lot to be said for keeping that communication open. Absolutely. And it's about it's about teaching our children to be respectful of all people, mm -hmm. of or, you know, whoever they are, whatever they choose to do. It's, you know, it gets a little bee in my bonnet, this be kind hashtag, because everyone's like, be kind, and then the next day they just go back to being their yes. themselves. Yes, yep, yep. 
but actually let's be kind you know let's be kind to everybody but some people don't know how to be kind no. joe and i think that's so telling of their childhood oh absolutely isn't it because wounded people hurt you know hurt people hurt people and yeah. that's the thing and and you you know if we're talking about that generational trauma mm. that goes through the families if you are brought up in a family where you're yelled at where when you're upset you're locked away in your room you're mm. told to go and deal with it upstairs or you'll put on time i don't like timeouts I'm, i yeah. never have so you put on a timeout chair when you're too yeah it's a bit like you know in the olden days when you used to have to go and sit in the corner of the dunce yeah, hat exactly go sit over there and make you know feel stupid about yourself yeah you're left with these big emotions and you don't know how to process them because let's not forget our kids even our teenagers a lot of what they're experiencing is for the first time you know there's lots yeah, of stuff they yeah. go through for the first time we think oh well they're this age <clears throat> they should know this stuff yeah well you know, when was the last time this 15-year-old was in year 10? Oh, today. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's those things. Navigating their way through sort of friendship groups, school being restricted, you must do this, you must do that. Plus, it's like, you need to choose your options. You know, pressure, what are you going to go pressure. to? You could, and they're like, oh. And I think, um, I was having this conversation. I did a podcast um, with Lily May Marshall, and we were talking about how, you know, she's 18, she's gone to uni, and she's yeah. like, huh? yeah. and I think you should go to uni when you're 34, 35, when you've got some life experience, when you know what you want to do, when you've got yeah. something about you to, to know, actually, when I was Lily's age, I wanted to go to drama school, I wanted to do all of this, but now, knowing myself, I knew I didn't have the mental mm. capacity to actually sit and actually study for that long yeah. I couldn't do it it just wouldn't yeah. happen so then the course goes to the wayside and you're getting all sorts of debt but as an adult now if I had a, a 18 year old um going through that I mean I said to Lily I said well do you need to do it now like could you do it a bit later but she's so invested in it she's so determined and, and ambitious that it works for her yeah. of course but there's so much with young young adults mm who are expected to know how to do all of this and to live and survive miles and miles from home without having that sort of safety net Support there. So then network. It, yeah, yeah, and it's really difficult. But <clears throat> I don't suppose they are taught how to communicate with each other unless it's on text, WhatsApp or whatever. And this is a sad thing. I can't remember where I was. I can't remember where I heard it. I, I might have even read it on social media. I was, I was somewhere anyway. And they were saying that... It was an older group of people, sort of mm. like our age. Yeah. All sat around at very the pub. Very young. Very young. Yes. Very young. Yes. All sat around at the pub, laughing, joking, telling stories, you know, having a few drinks, whatever. On the table next to them was a group of 18-year-olds, mm. all sat in complete silence, all on their phones, and then finding something they found funny and pinging it to the people at the table. Oh, wow. No talking, no conversation, Ooh. nothing. And I think... We've never had, we've never been more connected, but we've never been more disconnected yeah. as a as a society. And we are not designed. We are social creatures. We are designed to be in the tribes. We are designed yeah. to be in the, you know, surrounded in, in the communities. By, yeah. In and and we need people to help us survive. Um, wow. For all sorts of reasons. There's quite a. Um, you know, some people sort of have a child and they go, they're never having a tablet, they're only playing with wooden blocks. Yeah. Well, I was like that 
and then Arnie got a tablet and it's fine. But my parents brought me up. We didn't have tablets then. Mm. Whenever we used to go out for dinner, it used to be they'd get in, they'd order us dinner straight away. We'd go, we'd eat, and they would almost teach us how to behave mm. in a social environment. Yeah. Whenever we'd go to family occasions, we'd be happy and communicate, and we, mm. we knew how to do that. Yeah, I'm still teaching Arnie how to do that, not because he doesn't know, but... It's just me on my yeah. own. And sometimes I'm met with a lot of resistance and he's like head in the iPad, you know, and I go, right, say hello to Nanny and Dude. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So, yes, I will give you that. But then I also do need to have that social interaction. Yeah. You know, he'd say, um, someone say, oh, hi, Arnie, how are you? And he'd go, fine. I'm like, no. <laughs> he'd say, fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah. And he, he's now starting to do that. But I don't know if it's because of the iPad era and the tablet era, that kids aren't having that communication They aren't, because we had, I remember this conversation at a school I worked at about children coming into reception, so year, so four-year-olds coming mm. in, and they were, uh, there was a massive percentage of them that were pre-verbal. So these were children who were not getting communication or the opportunity for conversation at home. Wow. So they hadn't, so when they came in, we would expect, for example, I don't know, I was never an EYFS teacher, so I couldn't tell you for definite. Yeah. So don't, don't crucify me here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be quoting her yeah, on this one. Yeah, right, so like get the EYFS <laughs> framework up and they pull the shit. Um, so if, for example, they, they should come in with 100 words, yeah. we're finding that they were coming in with 30. Yeah, it was significant significant enough to be a conversation in the staff room quite a lot so what is the difference between social interaction mm -hmm. and learning sort of day-to-day -day words yeah. i mean arnie luckily never had this problem but what's the difference between my interaction with you as a as a, as yeah. a toddler to me watching coco melon or watching it on there because i'm still getting communication i'm but still learning words but you're not because you're not communicating i'm not having a conversation with you so i'm not you're going to learn stuff. You're going to learn things. Maybe you're going to learn your colours. You know, yeah. we, we watched Sesame Street when we were kids. Oh, one's a bad. Exactly. Two more bads. So we, we learned stuff from there. Yeah. But actually, when you learn so much more from mm. being with someone, you learn the social cues from your body social language. Social cues. Yes, that's it, isn't you know? it? And all of that interaction. Get down, please. All of that interaction where it's, you know, how you pronounce words and, yeah, and your yeah, accents that go up and inflection, and that's the one. And and all of the things. But, um, yeah, so I think unf oh, I have this thing with social media. It's here. We use it. It's important that we use it because it is the way of the world. But we also need to be mindful of how much time our children spend on it, particularly as they get, well, whether they're younger, whether they're older. But I think, you know, it's really important... <laughs> <laughs> that we um that you know we we've got to allow them to be on it mm. because they need to be able to navigate it. But equally at the same time, um, it's the way of the world going forward now, isn't it? It's where the jobs are at, you know. Come on, you come up here. Come on then. Come on. Come on then. You come up the top. Let's cover you up there. There you go. Little blanket. Little blanket. <laughs> right, they'll have to be cut out because you're making me oh there we go so yeah that's that's the way of the world going for sorry the stinks she's done something isn't she for god's sake this is my life now oh my god um so in relation to if 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 
you could give any advice because I'm going to get you back. Yeah. We are going to do an ADHD special yeah. if that's okay. Yeah, of course it is. Because I think if I, I am obviously diagnosed ADHD, mm-hmm. I think Arnie will be as well. Um, that's just my, you know, professional take on you know when you can see mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get you back if yeah, that's okay absolutely. to do that because I know there's so many of my friends now who are recognised themselves to have those ADHD sort of um, tendencies, tendencies yeah. and then of course their children as well um, but if you could give one piece of advice to all of your audience mm-hmm. at the moment all of my audience and yep. to myself what what would that be? I think it's always it's about finding the time every day to get the connection with your child okay where they and, and it doesn't have to be hours it's quality mm-hmm. so it's 10 minutes when they come in from school before they go to sleep at night time where can you spend that special one-to-one time just you and them mm. to deepen that connection because that is what will give you the influence when they get older. That is what will get them to be coming back to you Yes. as a parent and going, mum, dad, whoever, help. Um, I need help. I need to ask your opinion on this. That connection, we're all, you know, as humans, that's what we thrive on anyway, that connection. Yeah. So it's about where can we put the phones down? Mm-hmm. Where can we turn the telly off? Where can we play a game of cards yeah. or... Um, we have the Uno Championships every Christmas. Oh, nice. I've only just learned yeah. how to play Uno. Oh, my gosh. My friend uh, Caroline and her two wonderful boys, we went out, and they always take, um, like, cards with them mm-hmm. when they, wherever they yeah. go. No tablets, just cards. And we were, I mean, they taught me how to play. I didn't win. Uno is amazing. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. You can't win. That is really... <laughs> that is savage. But it was so interesting because they were so well behaved and they knew... I mean, Caroline is just amazing. Yeah. She's a powerhouse of a woman. I love her. Um, but it's really interesting how my parenting style is, as soon as Arnie starts kicking off, I'm like, right, it's kicking off. Right, yeah. get him out, you know, yeah, yeah. quickly. And I suppose that's why it's difficult when you've got a neurodivergent child who is showing tendencies yeah. to, to children who aren't. If Arnie starts losing, he's like, no, I'm not playing. I'm not doing it. I can't yeah. do it. You know, it's just the same as myself. But with, um, with the communication, mm. I was just going to say... I saw something once that said, if you don't know, if your child won't open up to you, then just talk to them about your day. Mm. Yeah. You, know, you lead the conversation. Oh, today I did this and this happened and this happened. And then it sort of gives them... It gives them something. I remember when Jessica was only really little, she was probably still at nursery. Mm. So she was maybe three. And I would I was still teaching at the time and I would come in from work and... and I would always say to her, hi, how's your day? How are you feeling? What's what did you have for lunch? What did you, what did you, you learn? Did you yeah. Pay All that sort of stuff. And I remember uh, at some point, she was still again, was, was at nursery, so she wasn't that that old. And I remember coming home and her saying to me, how was your day? Who did you play oh. with? Oh. <laughs> I was like, nobody. I didn't play with anybody. <laughs> I just sat like, here anybody. waiting for you. Sat here marking books, um, but she but she learned that, and that's the thing. It's about that conversation, mm. and she learned. Going back to the comment before about you know watching the telly or the tablet, mm. she learned how to ask those questions yeah. and the, and wait for the response to come back and then ask the next question. Conversation. So that's the thing, you know. How are we connecting with our kids? How are we communicating with our mm, kids? Because mm. those are the two most important things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously, loving them comes in that connection. Yes. Thing. But, but 
you know. I, I get Arnie come and he's very open and honest with me. I think he's a very open and honest mm. child, to be honest. I'll just <laughs> use that even more there. Um, he'll come to me and he'll tell me things. Uh, it's normally sort of around bath time, around yeah. bedtime. Um, but I have uh, like the, the resistance from the other side mm-hmm. to tell me that actually Arnie hasn't said that and he doesn't think that and he doesn't believe that and he hasn't thought that and I'm putting it in. So whereas I'm following your channel mm. of advice and keeping that yeah. communication open, I met with uh, a brick wall mm-hmm. when I try to communicate those concerns that I'm experiencing from Arnie. Yeah. Um, so that's my biggest challenge, really. I've mm-hmm. got the communication down. You know, we've got the respect. We've got those those core principles that you are yeah. suggesting. But when it's not the same from the other side, the poor boy doesn't know if he's coming or going. So yeah. how do I... How, how, how do I, what do I... Do I just keep going in the way that I'm going yeah. and hope that, yeah? Okay. Yeah, because at some point he will know which parent is the... Or whoever is the person that is going to listen to them, is yeah. going to understand what they're saying. Okay. And th- kids know. Kids yeah. know. And I would much rather my kid come and tell me stuff. Yeah. Then be too scared to yeah, because exactly. he doesn't want to upset. Exactly. Like, yeah. It, we, children don't lie. No. You know, uh, so they're going to come and tell you things, how they perceive it, how mm. they, how it's impacted them. It might not, like I said, like back at the beginning, we're saying, you know, this is how I see it. Yeah. This is how it's impacted me. You can't tell me that I'm wrong. Yes. Because that's how it's impacted me. You well, know, yeah, I think I... this is the challenge that I'm finding at the moment. I'm being told that what Arnie is saying isn't true. It's mm-hmm. wrong. I'm making it up and stuff like that. So I suppose it's just the long game. Just make sure that Arnie feels safe and secure with myself and... Yeah, but he can tell you whatever he wants to tell you. Yeah, absolutely. Because that, at the end of the day, what is the long-term gain here? What is the relationship you want to have with your kid? And that's, to me, that's what I sort of say to everybody. It's like when you're 80 and you're sitting on your rocking chair Mm. and you're thinking back of like the reel of your life is playing in front of you, what relationship have you got with your kids? Mm. Are they coming to your house at Christmas time? Are they all holidays or significant celebrations or whatever? Or are they saying, I'm really busy, I, I, I don't have time to spend with you? Oh. And I think that's a thing. You know, we we become parents with very little training and very little understanding of ourselves. Yes. And therefore, it's yep. very easy to repeat those patterns that we... Because that's, that's yeah. what we know, isn't it? That's, well, I suppose you think... Well, this yeah, this is what I this is what I know. This is how I was parented. This is how I was brought up. And this, you know, and I, I turned out all right. Yeah. But this is what I, I meant about, you know, is this a fairly new thing? I, I think I meant that in the sense of only now are people starting to recognise that actually, well, m- m- yeah. probably because I've only become a parent within the past however long. Yeah. But, um, you know, only now am I starting to go, actually, that's, that doesn't sit right with me and I'm going to do this and I'm going to give my child respect. I'm going to give my child yeah. sort of that safe space to be, yeah. you know, however they want to be. People are now starting to go, ah, actually... The way I'm doing things probably isn't quite right, which is where people like you come into play. Yeah. And then you transform their communication, their sort of core principles as yeah. a parent to evolve and then they, they regrow that relationship again. Yeah. And this is the thing. The relationship can always be repaired. You know, when we had the kids that used to come and live with us, 
Um, they're all teenagers. They all were high-end need children who had been through countless... I mean, some of them had had 30, 40 homes before they'd come to us. Whoa. Some of them had been in secure units. Some of them had been in residential um, placements. Wow. So they were... They were traumatised by what had happened for the reasons for them to be removed. Yeah. And then they were traumatised through the system because of... Rejection. Rejection, placements failing and all of that sort of stuff. So by the time they Mm. came to us, they were like, well, why are you any different? Yeah, they were waiting for the next... Exactly. And they would do stuff and they would try and burn it down. You know, they would not literally burn the house down. Yeah, yeah. But they would try and destroy it because, you know, they would be like, oh, well, I'm getting a bit too close here. You're going to let me down, so I'm going to do this. So they would, it would be their conditioning, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. Learned behaviour? Yeah, absolutely. It was learned behaviour. It was absolutely what they learned and how they learned. And to be safe. Well, to, yeah, and that's it, to keep themselves safe. You know, if if this keeps you safe, then of course you're going to keep doing it, aren't you? Mm. If this is the thing that wards that person off yeah. or that situation off, then of course you're going to do that and keep that being safe. So I think there's a lot... A lot more people are talking about and we have a better understanding of child development and yes. child brain and yeah. the impact on things. And so a lot more people are talking about it. But actually, mm. if I'm being completely honest with you, when I step outside of my little bubble of a world I live in, mm. I realise how many people need to know what I do. Yes. And yeah. The impact of not changing things you know or maybe and and the thing is change is scary for people but it's little 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 increments it's yes every day you know we're not going to change everything overnight no of course not and and i suppose it's with what you do you look into the into the home life the family mm-hmm. life when a child starts school it's always they can count to 10 they can do their alphabet there and it's all school focused oh they're not quite there they're not quite there they're not quite there or they're excelling here and they're doing this and it's so much school focused that actually what happens at home with their own personal development i suppose does get overlooked mm. when they're a baby you know they're with you all the time the health is comes to teach you they start school it's just focused on school but then when they turn 18 20 like you said before they're just off out into the mm. world and they don't really know how and i've never done this before i don't know what i'm doing no but i suppose it's having that conscience to say I want to do better, I want to be better, I want to feel better in yeah. knowing that the way that I felt perhaps and, and you felt perhaps growing yeah. up won't be transferred down yeah. anymore, you know. Not not to not to place blame or, you know, finger point or anything like this, but you know, if if there is a chance for me to say actually I'm not I'm not doing that or yeah. I, I mum and dad actually I talked to Arnie like this. Or, you know, actually, we're not doing it like that. Or actually, don't, you know, there's been times that sometimes I've had to really sort of jump in. But that's only because that's how they knew and remember how to communicate with a child of eight years old. Yeah, exactly. And I said, you're you're arguing with an eight-year-old. No one You're arguing with an eight-year-old. No one looks... I remember this, and I've said this many times, you've probably heard me say it. I remember, again, this is from my university days, I remember a lecturer saying, no one looks smart arguing with a 10 year old or whatever age (laughs) you know you're the the adult they're the child and it becomes 
The reason we argue with children is our ego gets in the way. We therefore must be right. Right. It's a power struggle. How dare you tell me I'm wrong? I'm yeah. an adult. Where's the respect? Don't you choose to like me like that. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. And actually, why can't a kid be right? Why can't a kid why actually not? call you out on something? Yeah. Because yeah. You, you know, and then maybe there's, you know, that whole shame and embarrassment on the adult's part. Yeah. Because then they're... Yeah, that is really interesting. They're actually. Out, aren't they? You know, that's the thing. But um, <laughs> I know you. I said you are. What am I then? Yeah, exactly. Like, absolutely. Really, like, playground Do you think you're arguing with an eight-year-old? What are you doing? Exactly. It is interesting. Well, I think you are absolutely fascinating. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to cover up little lady there. Um, sleep now. Yeah, sleep now time. Um, I would love for you to come back and oh, do I'd an ADHD to. special yes. if that's okay. Yes, of course. Um, because you are just. I could listen to you for hours. How long have we been doing? 48 minutes. I could oh just talk to you forever. Please don't leave me. Okay, Stay don't, here with me. Don't, don't go. go Send help. No, <laughs> because I need you in my life. But um, you, by listening to you, you've taught me so much and you've actually instilled in me that I'm actually on the right path. Um, and also you've, you've sort of nudged me back into line when I've sort of needed it as well. Yeah. You know, when you've got those doubts, you think, oh, God. The thing is, it's got to be what's right for you, right? Yes. And there's going to be people that think I'm full of shit, and that's fine. No, well, I disagree right with person. them. I disagree. <laughs> all right, all of you out there, all you naysayers. And that's fine. It's not right for them at this point in time. It's not the message they want to hear or whatever. That's mm. absolutely fine. But I genuinely 100% believe in what I do yes and I have seen the transformation and I look at my child who's yeah. been brought up in this way yeah and she's just amazing or well, she's yeah. amazing anyway but she's you know that the the conversations we have the way she 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 is is just so reflective of the way that we have brought yeah. her up you it's know? a testament to yourself and also it shows that you're not wrong well, Joe Mitchell Hill, you can find her on LinkedIn, uh, Joe Mitchell Hill. Yes. Uh, and also Facebook. I will be putting all of the links in the uh, bio, uh, also on YouTube as well. Everything will be uh, listed. Joe, thank you so much You're for coming. You're very welcome. Thank you for with me. Oh, my God. And we will get another date in very, very soon. Yeah, for super. ADHD Spesh. Sounds amazing. Where she can tell me why I'm such a nutcase. <laughs> You're not. Well, <laughs> well, we'll soon find out. Thank you so much, You're Joe. Very thank you, Joe. Goodbye. My name is Kylie Rigg. You've been listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast, uh, an eclectic mix. You've been listening to Joe Mitchell-Hill, uh, the, what is, what is it? What is it? Therapeutic Parenting. parenting legend of a lady uh, thank you very much this is episode 11 see, see you soon <laughs> stick to you soon <laughs> bye bye